few mercies you give us. And for that alone, we say thank you. For that alone, we lift up our voices to say you are good and your mercy endures forevermore. Father, we give you praise. We worship you. We declare that there is none like our God. None shall ever be compared to you. We humbly, oh God, even bow before your throne. And we say, take your rightful place in our midst. Holy Spirit, come and be the Lord and the master of this assembly. We give you all the glory and all the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Put your hands together. You may be seated. Because he is good and his mercies endures forever. Has he been good to you? Oh, I said, has he been good to you? I cannot hear you. Has he been good to you? Hallelujah. Give somebody a high five and tell them what God has done for you. Give somebody a testimony, two seconds testimony and tell them, my God has been great to me. He woke me up this morning. He clothed me in my right mind. And for that, I'll say, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I am grateful. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm excited to be in the house of God. Like David, I, I, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Because in the house of the Lord, James says that he gives us a mirror to behold ourselves. We look at ourselves in a glass. And as he is, so we become. Hallelujah. So it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Today, I'm still continuing sharing on the topic of pride. Hallelujah. Somebody says that how can we have so much to say about pride? But because most times in church, you don't hear the message on pride. Hallelujah. I say we don't hear the message on pride most of the time. Isn't that true? Because... How can you preach on pride when you are full of pride? Amen. And I said the other day that everybody has pride, isn't it? Every one of us is proud. Oh, you didn't hear me. I said every one of us is proud. We, 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 pr pride is like sleeping. When you are sleeping and somebody comes and accuses you that you are sleeping, immediately you say what? I wasn't asleep. I'm not sleeping. Nobody likes to admit to pride. Nobody will say that, yes, it's true, I'm proud. And yet we discovered that pride is like an embassy of Satan inside of us. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. I said pride is like an embassy of Satan inside of us. What is an embassy? An embassy is a foreign land's mission in a local environment, isn't it? A foreign land's mission, it, let's say the, the embassy of France is in uh, England. Uh, and uh, the rule that applies there is not the English rule. It's the French rule. And I said to you the last time that the national religion of hell is pride. How many remember that? The national religion of hell is Pride. As a matter of fact, what set out hell to start with was pride. When we discovered, Lucifer said, I will arise and ascend to the throne of the master. Because of his beauty and because of his uh, gift and because of uh, his success, he got into his head. He saw the story of Uzziah. How many remember the story of Uzziah? Uzziah was a king. He became successful and immediately he started Pride entered into him. And last week we saw the story of, um, how many remember what the story of the person we saw last week? Oh, you don't remember? Huh. King Nebuchadnezzar, he became an animal and he was driven out to go and eat grass because he became proud. Remember all these people were put there by God. And God was using them at one point. And they, they, you see, when God uses you, when you are being uh, useful, you become, you get promoted. And it's the promotion that brings pride. Are you with me? And, and so we, 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 today we are going to look at another story of another person that 
pride, and we're going to see what pride did to them. The first man we saw, King Uzziah, when he, God put him there at the age of 16, he became very, very prosperous, industrious, and uh, uh, successful, and pride entered into him, and he got leprosy. And he was banished. Nebuchadnezzar, the same thing. God made him a king. He became a king of almost the whole world. And pride entered into him. In fact, the, the story of Nebuchadnezzar is so fascinating because he wrote his story himself. He wrote it himself that I... You see, but when he was talking about when uh, 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 pride entered into him and he became an animal, he used the third person. But it was him. He was writing his story himself. That I was driven out of, of, of my kingdom into the bush to eat grass because pride entered into him. Hallelujah. Today we are going to look at another person in Esther. Esther chapter 5. Esther chapter 5. Hallelujah. How many know where Esther is? Esther is a book, for those of you who are not familiar with your Bible, Esther is before Job, which is before Psalms. Am I helping somebody? Esther chapter 5, verse 10. Nevertheless, Haman restrained himself and went home and sent and called his friends and his wife, Zeresh. Zeresh. Then Naaman told Sorry, Haman, did I say Naaman? Haman told them of his great riches and the multitude of his children, everything in which the king had promoted him and how he had advanced him above the officials and servants of the king. Moreover, Haman said, besides Queen Esther invited me, we invited no one but me to come in with the king to the banquet that she prepared. And tomorrow, I am again invited by her along with the king. Yet all this avails me nothing so long as I see Mordecai, the Jew, sitting at the king's gate. Esther chapter 6 verse 6. So Haman came in and the king asked him, what shall be done to the man whom the king delights to honor? Now Haman thought in his heart, whom would the king delight to honor more than me? So Haman answered the king, for the man whom the king delights to honor, let a royal robe be put which be brought, be brought, which the king has won, and a horse on which the king has ridden, which has a royal crest placed on its head. Then let, <clears throat> let the robe and the horse be delivered to the hand of, the, of one of the king's most noble princes, and that he may array the man whom the king delights to honor. Then parade him on horseback through the city square, and proclaim him before him. Thus shall it be done to the man whom the king delights to honor. Then the king said to Haman, Hurry, take the rope and the horse as you have suggested, and do so for Mordecai, the Jew, on whose, who sits at the king's gate. Leave nothing undone for all that you have spoken. So Haman took the rope and the horse arrayed Mordecai and led him on horseback through the city, the city square, and proclaimed before him, that shall it be done to the man whom the king delights to honor. Here ends the reading of his holy word. Hallelujah. How many can see the humor in this story? See, pride will make you serve your enemies. Did you hear what I said? Pride is something that if you don't check it, you will become 
the one that installs the chieftaincy of your own enemy. Amen. In fact, pride puts us in direct opposition to God. Pride will cut off every blessing that God has for you. Pride is something that will shut the door of blessing to you. I said pride will remove God's hand of grace upon you because the Bible says that he resists the proud and he gives grace to the humble. Um, I wish I could get somebody to come and, and, and uh, who can I use? Okay, Uncle Fred, please come. Try, try to go this way. Try to come this way. Okay. So, try first. That is what God does. Because of pride, he resists the proud. Which means that the, hand, the, the, the place of your blessing is here. But God resists the proud. And he does not allow the proud to cross to prosperity. But he Gives grace. Grace is helping somebody across. He gives grace to the humble. Are you understanding what I'm saying? But he resists the proud. Please sit down. Please. It doesn't mean that. I don't want problems. Say, that's why pastor used me as humble and used you as proud. No, that's a proud talk. (laughs) Hallelujah. Are you understanding what I'm saying? And see, sometimes we don't know when we are being proud. Because we discovered the other day that the, the, the definition of pride is not only what you do. It's not only what you say, but even how you think. Your thoughts. How many remember the, the definition of pride? Let's look at the definition of pride again. Can you put the definition of pride back on? Acting arrogant high opinion of oneself. When you think that you deserve something, when you think that something ought to be done. You see, Haman thought he deserved honor because he eats with the king and nobody else. In fact, the, king, the queen invites just him and he didn't say the, the king and him. He said him with the king. So I'm the guest of honor the king just comes along. Or You see, when you're reading the Bible, put it in a picture form so that you can understand it better. Are you with me? He, he said that, and the king invited me. The queen invited me with the king. So it's not the king's uh, dinner that I was going to. It was my dinner that the king was coming to. Hallelujah. That is what pride does. When you think me, 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 when everything has to do with you, can I submit to you that you are proud? For the benefit of, of, of a title for today's message, I want to talk about the signs and symptoms of pride. The signs and the symptoms of pride. Because we, we have agreed that pride is something that's in all of us. We have also agreed that pride is something that when you are operating, in, you don't even know. Because when you are sleeping, you don't know that you are sleeping. And when somebody prompts you that you are sleeping, you will argue. I remember uh, we're having a conversation. Was it last night or the night before? My, myself and my wife were talking. And then she said, oh, you're sleeping. I said, ah, how, how can you accuse me of sleeping when we are talking? And then she said, what did you say? What did I say? Because she was talking. You know, she likes to talk. So it becomes like, it becomes like a background noise. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I must have nodded off while she was talking. Uh, uh, she caught me snoring or something. I don't know. But she felt that, no, I was sleeping. And I was like, no. So, it became an argument that I should tell her what she said. So, I started from where I remember the story. <laughs> But you see, I went too far back 
And I was talking. She was quiet. She was listening. I was talking, talking. It got to a point. I stopped. Because my, that was where I got up to. But she said, no. I had gone past there and I got to this point. Then, I, then so the argument became, no, you didn't get to that point. I said, no, I got to that point. See, but that's what pride is. I will not admit that I was sleeping. Nobody admits that they are proud. So sometimes when you look at the signs and the symptoms, it will help us to un- understand that maybe this action is pride and I didn't know it. Because pride <clears throat> is like a long stick from haughtiness, uh, full of yourself, to sometimes humility over humility is also an, a, a sign of pride. Oh, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. It's like, uh, uh, every time, sorry, 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 sorry. Why are you behaving like that? How many understand what I'm saying? Yeah, that is also a sign of pride. Always apologizing, always kneeling down, always begging. Always, it's also another. So it's like it's a long stick from haughtiness all the way to humility. Somebody says that uh, there are some people who are proud, not because they are rich, not because they are pretty, not because they are successful. In fact, you wonder why they are proud. There's nothing to make them proud, but they are proud. It's, it's called idiopathic pride. There's no reason to be proud, but you are proud. Hallelujah. So, so I, 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 I want to give, I don't know how many signs I can give, but I'm going to go as many as I can because I can, I can give quite a lot. And I'm sure we will see it as we go along. Uh, to, to talk about, the first thing I want us to talk about when we talk about pride is when nothing is your fault. First uh, Samuel 15. Verse 15. So Saul, Saul had gone to uh, war and he was told that when you go utterly destroy the uh, uh, Amalekite, kill everything, don't spare anything. And, and, and Saul went and he took the king and the fatted calf and all that and brought it home. And when someone came, someone said that it pains me that I... God is saying that it pains me that I made you king. For you have disobeyed the voice of the Lord. The first thing Saul said was that, listen, they have brought, not me, they have brought them and from the Amalekites. They, uh, uh, for the, the, the people spared the best of sheep and oxen to sacrifice to the Lord your God. And the rest, we have utterly destroyed. So the good part, I was part of it. The bad part, I don't know anything about it. Hello? When nothing is ever your fault. Nothing is ever your fault. And so have you, have you realized there's like a married couple, one has never said sorry before. Because they've never done wrong. Usually, usually, is the women. It looks like I'll need some security to take me out of this place. <laughs> I have to come to the altar, altar to hold the, the horns of the altar. <laughs> usually, women never apologize. Or should I say some? Usually, they will always, even when it's so blatant that it's their fault, what they do is that they bring another quarrel. But you two, you don't do this. You two, the last time you did this, you two, then then, then the whole thing becomes. For me to say sorry, let it become a draw. (laughs) No, we are not talking about last week. We're not talking about the other day. We are talking about this issue. And on this issue, you are at fault. Admit you are at fault. And let's move on. No. Yeah. 
One person is proud. I said one person is exhibiting pride. We realize that when you are proud, God resists you. We realize that when you are proud, God says that he hates even a proud look. The idea of wanting to win all the time is a sign that you are proud. Hallelujah. And because you are proud, you are are on the hit list to failure. Oh, I don't know whether you understand. Uh, the place is very quiet. I don't know. If the message is affected, you say, hmm. Okay. So I'm in the right church. I was wondering whether I was in the wrong church. Hallelujah. Yeah. When you can never ever say you are sorry, you are proud. Number two, fault finding. You're always finding faults. You're always finding fault on people. Fault finding. How many know what I'm, I'm saying? Anytime you go into a room, you see their mistakes. You look at, you talk about somebody, you see only their mistakes. You talk about an organization, all you see is the fault of the organization, what they are not doing right. You have a critical spirit. Oh, I said a critical spirit. Matthew chapter 7, verse 5. Jesus talking, he says that why don't you remove the plank, the beam that is in your eye, before you take the speck that is in somebody's eye. Stop seeing only the speck on people's eyes. Behold, you have a beam in your own eyes, isn't it? I said, behold, you have what? All of us have mistakes. All of us, have you not realized that a lot of people like to describe people about their faults? They use their faults to describe them. And the short man, the, 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 the ugly girl, the this, the that, the that. The fat one, the, the thin one, the, the, all sorts of. Yeah. But you will not use your mistakes to describe you. But you use somebody's mistakes to describe them. You're always looking and finding faults. Why it's always somebody's uh, uh, mistake. Have you not realized that anytime you think you're offended, anytime you think somebody is less than you, you treat them away and you become arrogant. Do, do, do you get it? Because if you say the, the short person, it means you are taller. Well, if you are shorter than the person, you won't say the short person. <laughs> or the ugly, that ugly woman. It means you are prettier. Because if you are uglier than her, you won't use beauty. It is in the area of your success that you look down on other people. Hello? Maybe you are fat, but you are pretty. So you describe somebody as that ugly girl. You won't talk about, she's all, she, she may be ugly, but she's, she's skinny. But you won't say that that's skinny girl. <laughs> oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. Hallelujah. No. Always looking at somebody's fault. Somebody's fault. Oh, this house, oh, smelling. Oh, this house, oh, this thing. There are some people like that. You have friends like that. Every time they go, to, they go to somebody's house, they cook a food. Maybe the food is nice. Oh, there's no salt. Oh, there's no pepper. Oh, today the food is not nice. Ooh, the... Meanwhile, when they cook for you, you can't eat. Yeah. They will be eating the food and still saying that there's no salt in it. If there is no salt, what do you do? Add some, that's why we have table salt. Isn't it? That's why we have pepper and salt. Every table you go, there's pepper and salt because our tastes are different. So don't use your taste buds to bring somebody down. You may like a lot of salt. It doesn't mean that all of us like salt. You, you, you spice everything. There are some people when they come and put, you put the food before, before they taste them, then I'm like that. I don't have to taste. I just put. (laughs) 
<laughs> Are you getting it? It's not a good thing. At least taste it. <laughs> Are you getting it? My, my daughter used to say, anytime I, the food comes and then I'm putting salt even if I taste it. I said, you, when you are old and sick, I won't look after you. Because I've been warning you about the salt. So you people talk to her. <laughs> Hallelujah. Number two. Number, sorry, number three. Hey, people are paying attention. When you have a harsh spirit, a harsh spirit, you know, normally fault finding goes with harsh spirit. When somebody's mistake, you, you, you crucify them for their mistakes. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. When it's your fault, you want grace. You want mercy. You want, it to be, you want to be, you to be excused. But when it's somebody's fault, the way you discuss it. Hallelujah. How many understand what I'm saying? Look at Galatians chapter 6 verse 1. It says that when you find a brother who is overcome with a fault, you that are spiritual, restore such a one, considering your own self. If a brother is overtaken in a trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of what? Gentleness. Gentleness. In the old language, it's a spirit of meekness, considering thy own self. Because you also make mistakes. Hallelujah. The way you want to be treated when it's you, treat them the same way. And you, you are not married, and you have a baby. You forgot all the abortions you committed. Ah, You don't like the message. You are throwing stones at somebody. But you've forgotten your own. The day something like that happens to you, you want us to cover it. And you want us to use the scripture, uh, 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 love covers a multitude of sin. Have you seen? You, you say we should use love covers a multitude of sin for your own. Because it's you. But for them, you say we should judge them. And to, Pride. It is pride that makes us judgmental and harsh in our judgment. I say we are harsh in our judgment because it has nothing to do with us. We criticize and we crucify people. Because this is sin is not my sin. Yeah, yeah, this, this girl. It's a bad girl. She has, she has seven boyfriends. One buys shoes, one buys skirt, one buys blouse, one takes her to Paris, one takes her. As for me, I only have one boyfriend. Both of you are fornicating anyway. Ah, uh, you don't enjoy what I'm saying. Eh? Listen, there is nothing like white sin and black sin. It doesn't exist. White lie and black lie. No. Sin is sin before God. Hallelujah. Am I helping us? Or I say, am I helping us? When this from today, when you go somewhere and you are talking about somebody, before you join to crucify them, put yourself in the person's place. Because one day, the next day, don't be that person. It'll be you. And if it is you on that same table, in that same firing squad, being hanged there, how would you want to be treated? That one you want, you want to be spared. You want to be spared, right? But the other one must be shot. Because it's not you. Number 
Number four, when you always want the good things about you to be known and nothing bad. Only your good thing. When you are very worried about people's perception of you. Makeup. Extra makeup. I will never be caught out of my bedroom without makeup. Because my imperfection must not be seen or heard by anybody. Nobody, not even my husband, will see me without makeup. Uh, I am not telling you a story. I know what I'm talking about. Even your husband is not allowed to see you without makeup. One day, I will help your husband catch you and will bath your face so we can see what you are hiding. <laughs> Jesus, help the Lord. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> Is that how my children are going to look? Sure. <laughs> Matthew 23, 27. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which indeed appear beautiful outwardly, but inside are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanliness. Always want to appear nice. You want your, your right foot to be put forward all the time. Don't show your left. When you hear somebody's coming, you have to go and spray the house. You have to go and tidy up. Then you hide things under the bed. You kick things under the, 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 the sofa. Always, always want to. Listen, we are all human. We all have some funk. I said, we all have some funk. You see, brothers, can I help you? When you see a sister who has, is never uh, proud or is never able to show you their funk, they are not the right person to marry. Everything about them is perfect. They are hiding something. Oh, I said they are hiding something. Oh, you don't like my message. There's a sister that are looking at me. I, I'm, I don't fear you. I don't fear you. Sisters, when you see a brother who is all together, perfect. No fault. No mistakes. Run away from such a brother. Oh, I say run away from such a brother. All smooth. Nothing. What do you want? I'll supply it for you. I love you to the moon and back. Uh, watch that guy. I say, watch that guy. They never show you their weakness. Always Superman. Always Superfly. No. No. Somebody's lying. Somebody's pretending. Somebody's covering something. Somebody's not genuine. <laughs> hey, people have things to say. <laughs> okay, go to Obadiah. <laughs> Obadiah. It's somewhere in the Bible. <laughs> Uh, oh, they found Obadiah. 10 to 14. We see a few there. Obadiah chapter 10 verse 14. Obadiah has only one verse. Or one chapter. So when somebody says 10 to Obadiah chapter 2, you know you don't have to open it. <laughs> Some of you didn't do surgery when you were, you, were, you were young. Obadiah has only one verse. Obadiah verse 10. For violence against your brother Jacob Shame shall cover you, and you shall be cut off forever. In the day that you stood on the other side, in the day that your strangers carried captive his forces, 
When foreigners entered his gates and cast lots over Jerusalem, even you were as one of them. But you shall not, you should have gazed on the day of your brother. You should not have gazed on the day of your brother in the day of his captivity, nor should you have rejoiced over the children of Judah in the day of their destruction, nor should you have spoken proudly in the day of distress. You should have entered the gate of, so you should not have entered the gate of my people in the day of their calamity. Indeed, you, sh- you should not have gazed on their afflictions in the day of their calamity, nor laid hands on their substance in the day of their calamity. You should not have stood at the crossroads to cut off those among them who escaped, nor should you have delivered up those among them who remained in the day of distress. Number one, number we on? Number six, sorry, number five, when you rejoice over the bad news that has happened to somebody. Are you with me? How many know what I'm talking about? When something bad happens to somebody, you are happy. They were going to marry. They took her to the altar and the man ran away. I told you. I told you. I told you. I mean, I'm not surprised. I knew when I saw them going back and forth, back and forth, they said, lovey, lovey. I knew there's something of my, you see, I am more than a prophet. God is not a man to lie. What has he said? What would he do? Hey, look at some scripture you are quoting. Happy because something bad has happened to somebody. Look at what God said to, you see, you were watching your brother being carried captive and you didn't lift a finger. In fact, you were rejoicing that bad had happened to that person. Be careful. I said, be careful. When you hear something bad happening to somebody, know that you are not exempted. It's only a matter of time. Your bad news is coming. I say your bad news is coming. On the day of your bad news, you will want help. So offer help. Offer help. You know, I was talking to a pastor yesterday, pastor friend of mine, and I was telling him about a, a pastor friend whose uh, church thieves broke in and stole all their equipment. So they couldn't have service with, I mean, they had to clap their hands and preach. You know, and when I was talking to the pastor friend of mine who had this, it's like no other church came to his help. I remember once I lost two of my church members. Two of my church members died. In one week. One was stabbed 52 times by a boyfriend who she introduced to me the Sunday before as a, as a cousin. <laughs> Let me stand here. <laughs> she came to church Sunday and she introduced her, her, the boy to me as this is my cousin who has come from London to visit. No, no, it was an ex-boyfriend, old boyfriend from somewhere that she had connected to him and brought. And the guy came to the house, I think Friday or Saturday, by Wednesday night, Wednesday dawn, police called me. That I should come and identify the body of my church member. She had been stabbed 52 times. Within, I think the Tuesday of the Wednesday, another church member died. She, he came to school here, at school in the UK, and then 
died of cancer. When he died, his, he, he was married. His wife didn't want to, him to be brought back. His, the wife phoned and told me that you should do whatever you want to do with the body. See, you've gone quiet. Yeah. And there were pastors in a place saying that. <laughs> we told you he was not anointed. <laughs> then somebody called me and said, do you do prayer walks? Do you go around doing prayer walks? Do you pray over your church members? Do you anoint them? Because if you anoint them, these things will happen to you. Do I do prayer works? <laughs> do I do prayer works? You, you do prayer works. That's why nothing bad happens to you, right? Hallelujah. One week, in fact, less than one, six days, I lost two church members. We had to bury them. It wasn't easy. One of my toughest week, weeks as a pastor. Because this one, the, the, the wife and the family say, we don't want him. So do whatever you want to do with his body. When he was well and sending money, they collected the money. When he died, the family said that they don't want the body. They don't want anything. All I know is what, who he is in church. And I met him not less than a year. We had to bury him. Take everything, all the cost, everything, and bury him, the brother. As if he didn't have the family. And then this is that too. We had to go and bury her. As I speak, the boy is still in prison. This is, he got life in prison. I don't know how many years ago that was. But he's still in jail as we speak. That cousin boyfriend. <laughs> but you see, what, what, what really got to me was how some of my fellow pastors were talking. Do you do prayer walks? Are you really anointed? Do you anoint the chairs? Do you pray over your church members? It's pride. I said it's pride. Next one. Oh, why are you people saying, what's wrong? When you stand by and enjoy a brother fall, Pride shows itself when you look down on that fallen brother. I told you he was not anointed. If he was anointed, he wouldn't have fallen. When somebody's defeated, don't be happy. I said, when a church loses a member, don't be happy. When something bad happens, they, they lost their instrument. Let's organize money and go and help them buy something to dash them. Because if it was us, we would want them to do the same thing. So do it unto others as you want them to do for you. Hallelujah. Don't rejoice. Somebody's wife has run away and left him. I told you. Look at me. I've been married 20 years. 30 years. My wife is here. You, two years, you see. Your wife has run away. <laughs> Hallelujah. Next one. Assuming you already know something when you, someone else is teaching, isn't it? This is very obvious. When you have this, I know it all attitude. I know everything. 
He should have even added this point. If he had used James chapter 6 verse 10, it would have buttressed the point better. It would have, if he had used Obadiah chapter 3 verse 3, that would have enhanced his message. Know it all attitude. Next one. When you are self-absorbed. Let me take my time and, and, and talk about this one. Uh, when you have a headache, all of us must be in the headache with you. Life stops because you have a headache. Take your time, Pastor. Preach. Oh, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. I'm going through, so nobody should come near me. Nothing, everything that you used to do, you stopped because you are going through. So all of us should be moody because you are moody. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. It's the height of pride when everything must revolve around you. When I'm in pain, we should be in pain. When I, I am not happy, why should you be dancing? Why should you be playing music? You stop your wife, you stop your children from hearing music, from putting a TV on because you are not happy. It's a sign of arrogance. When you are sick, the, the music should stop. TV should must not go on because you are sick. The place has gone quiet. Yeah. yeah. It's like you are so self-absorbed, self-centered. It, it's, it's, it's all about me, 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 me. You see, anytime, 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 99.1% of marital divorces, when you come and you hear them say, me, 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 you know that you can't solve this marital issue. Well, even you've been a pastor for a while, you know. When the person is talking about me, 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 in that uh, uh, you are trying to solve issues, and it's me, 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 this issue will never be solved. Don't wait, brother, don't waste your time as a pastor. Get up and go. Go and find something useful to do. Until the me changes, you can never solve this problem. He doesn't listen to me. He doesn't give me this. He doesn't do this for me. And I'm, I'm, I'm tired. Me, 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 me. Listen. As a pastor, I have a very nice. I'll say, oh, okay, brother and sister, as uh, things are going by the grace of God, I think that, you know, there's a solution to this problem. God will help us. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, bless my brother and bless my sister. Give them a lift and a raise. You know, when I pray such prayer, it means I've written both of you off. Get up and leave my face. Uh, give them a lift and a raise. I'm telling you some of my secrets. Give them a lift and a raise. Because I'm not going to solve this problem. I, I, I won't be able to solve it. Me, 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 me. It's me. It's me. It's me. It's me. It's me. Until you change me, we cannot solve this problem. See, self-centeredness is the quickest exit of any marriage. Pride is the quickest route to divorce. Pride. Selfishness. These two candidates will stop any marriage dead on its track. I like the way you've gone quiet. <laughs> when you think only about yourself, and what makes you happy? What makes... No, no, marriage is not about you. Hello? Yeah. I said marriage is not about you. If it was about you, then don't marry. Stay single and let the whole world worship you. Hello? Oh, the way the place has gone quiet, I don't know whether to preach more or to stop. I can stop here. When, 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 
It's like, I'm not happy. I'm not happy. I'm not happy in this marriage. I'm not happy in this marriage. Are we entertainers? How are we supposed to entertain you? Should we start dancing for you to be happy? Sometimes somebody will go and do their own foolishness and bring problem to them. And then they'll come and put the problem on all of us as if we did it. When you are doing your foolishness, were we there? No. So why should we suffer your, uh, with you? It is pride. Oh, you don't understand. That is the height of pride. And the Bible says God resists that thing. Self-absorbed. Self. Mm. 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 As I'm standing here right now, if I have a running tummy, would you know? But Sunday when you come to church, you expect me to be here. But you, when you have running tummy, we don't see you. <laughs> By the way, I don't have running tummy. <laughs> what is the pastor going through now? <laughs> When you have a headache, we don't see you. I remember one recently, my tooth was broken on a Wednesday. One of the, I've never had any pain like that before. I was preaching with the tooth, and I had to speak so that people would hear. Oh, for, for, for. No, you have to preach. Hallelujah. But you small, slight headache. I'm not going to come to church. Was too selfish. Next one. What, what are we on? Number nine. Hey, I, can, I, I have to, my time is up. Isn't it? I have to stop here. Next one. When you see yourself too good to perform a certain task, uh, sister, we want you to uh, come and be. One of the sanctuary keepers, the house keepers of the house of God, the gatekeepers. We are starting a new ministry called the gatekeepers. So, sister, I want you to be one of the one of the gatekeepers in the house. Uh, pastor, what do gatekeepers do? Uh, the gatekeepers, they are the ones who make sure that the house of God is is clean inside and outside, is looking presentable. They are the Hmm. Pastor, um, I would have done it, but um, these days I'm very busy. So, uh, when the pastor passed, I don't know how to do that. If you want me to do something, you won't give me a better day. You want me to come and sweep. Gate, I want to be gate man. Me should be gate, gate woman. Do I look like a gatekeeper? I thought you were going to say that from now I should come and preach on uh, Wednesdays and uh, Fridays. I should come and be gatekeeper. You are too good to clean the house of God. Huh. So you won't do it, eh? Listen, let me say something to you. Never forget that the little service you do in the house, however small, however big, is the cost that God has to bless you. When you deny yourself of that little service, you cut off your blessing. It's only a fool who will cut off their own blessing. I don't know whether you understood what I said. Never ever take away the, the honor to work in the house of God. Because the work in the house of God, whether you do it or not, it will be done. He says, I will build my church. So it doesn't depend on you. For me, anybody who comes to me and says, uh, Pastor, I can't do this. Be I don't let you talk. Before you finish, I say, okay. I will never argue with you. Because I've been doing this work for a long time. From the preacher to the last person, you are just, it's just a privilege. It's just an honor. 
As soon as you are moved, somebody will come and take, take over. Oh, I don't know whether you understood. As soon as you are moved, somebody will take, and the person will do it better than you did it. Never ever think that that's for me. I am the only one who can do it. You know that, uh, 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 what do you call it? Elijah spirit. I'm the only prophet. All the prophets are gone. And even me, they want to kill me. They are more, they are more prophets who you don't know about. They are there. You, if you like, just vacate your chair and see whether somebody will not sit on it. Every church I've started and pastored and I left, somebody sitting there pastoring the church and doing better than I did. Yeah. I've started and pastored over 12 churches. Each church I left, somebody sitting there and doing better than I did. If it was not me, the church would not be there. So, don't be high-minded. Don't think that you are, you are something. You are not, we are all nothing. Uh, especially, you know these talented ones? Oh, I, you see, nobody plays the keyboard. I'm the one. Without me, we can't have church. Uh, church will never work without Who told you? Uh, give me a worship song. Quickly, give me a worship song. Play a worship song for me. I'll show you how we'll do church without you. <laughs> Play me a worship song very quickly. Uh, 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 Pastor, these days I come and play at the keyboard and, 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 and my time. So if you want me to play the keyboard, you have to start paying me. Otherwise, I have to go to work. Uh, huh? You say we should pay you. Otherwise, you won't play. Have you seen this stage? I don't want to see you anywhere near here again. This is how we do church without you. Watch us have service. Oh, move it to the place where they sing. We all join them to sing. Everybody sing. We are worshiping. Isn't this better than any keyboard or drama we have in this church? This is the original version. Oh, I said this is the original version. Do you know how many takes they had to take before they got it right? This would they play once, all full of mistakes. And we allowed them. Today they say they won't play because we we, we are proud. Hey. Go. I said go. There's this debate that uh, instrumentalists must be paid. I've been preaching for 20-something years. I've never been paid one day to preach. Never. I've never, I don't earn a salary preaching. I don't earn a salary. I pay tight like you and I. I give offering like you and I. And I preach. When I finish, I go home. Me, I'm not paid. I've been talking for one hour. You, you are playing for 20 minutes. You want us to pay you. Pay you for what? If we pay you, why won't we pay the singer? If we pay the singer, what about the usher? If we pay the usher, what about the one who swept here? If we pay the one who swept here, what about the one who fixes the light? What about the one videoing? What about the one that swept? What about the one that greeted us when we came in? We should pay everybody. Nonsense. We won't pay you. Go away. I said, go away. I am a, a, a one guy came, uh, Pastor. I enjoyed the church, but I just want you to know that uh, I am a, a musician. I've been playing, then started mentioning some names of people. You know, when I bring this to the table, I said, oh, you know what? This church, we don't need any <laughs> instrumentalists, so uh, you are in the wrong place. One day went for a wedding. Then somebody was playing the keyboard. He played it so well. 
And he saw us looking at him and admiring him as he was playing. Because as he was, as he was playing, the way he was moving his head and happy playing, he looked like Kiran. So we're talking about, me, me and Pastor Glau, we're talking about uh, uh, Kiran. No, this guy plays like Kiran. He thought we admire him so much. Then when he finished, he gave us complimentary card. Was it complimentary card? No, you, said, you asked him something. Yeah, you wanted to link him with Kiran. Then he pulled, he pulled, oh, he doesn't, the dates will not be convenient. It's like, oh, he, Sundays he plays for, so unless we are going to give him more money than where he goes, he cannot come. So, brother, we didn't want you to come. <laughs> we're just, we're just saying that you play well. You are coming to give us complimentary card and give us your rate. Well, we don't do that. We don't do that. Every one of us serves for free. The day we stop serving for free, we are not useful to God. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. If you can't serve for free, then we don't need you. Amen. I am not saying that you will not be blessed. I'm not saying that occasionally we will not bless you. But if you are doing it because you want, then go to the next church. You don't like what I'm saying? Go to the next church. That guy was talking about uh, uh, he plays for this person. I said, oh, don't don't worry. As soon as he, he, he went to sit down, Praise the worship started. I went to the keyboard and I started playing. <laughs> By the time I lifted my head, you had gone. Why? I mean, how complex is church song? Oh, I said, how complex is church song? We have one, four, five. One, one, one. Somebody play one, 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 four, four, four for me. Play one 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 four four four, and you see, I can teach you one 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 four 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 within fifteen minutes. You know one 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 four 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 play. One 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 four 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 five 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 one one one. Almost all the church songs go with that. Almost every church song we can use one one play one 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 four 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 five five. You turn my life around one. He turned my life around. He makes a way where there seems no way. Jehovah. Give me another song. Give me another song. On the mountain, one in the valley, one in the land. Give me another song quickly. Give me another song. You are great, 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 God, large, 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 you are a great one, 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 four, 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 five, five, five. We finish the songs. Every song, one, four, five, we'll cover it. We don't need your uh, give me give me a classical tocates. Give me some tocates. Classical tocates. We don't need these things. Hey, 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 hey. Listen, we, we have we have one of the best instrumentalists in this church. That one is, is without question. But but you see, we, we don't need it. That's what I'm trying to say. We don't need it. So the day you become uh, you see one pastor said classical tocates, you see what I did. Uh, uh, Get out of the place quickly before something bad happens to you. Uh, for one, one, one. Bula, go. Play one, 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 four, four. Go and play one, 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 four, four. Before you leave the church, show her one, 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 four, 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 five, five. Sarah, come and play one four five for me. Quickly. 
Hurry up, hurry up, go and play one for five. Hurry up. Now we are our new keyboard player. We have sacked the old keyboard player. Show her one four five. We have changed our keyboard player. This is our new keyboard player. You sit there, be faithful. One 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 four four five five five. Within two weeks, three weeks. You know, the first week it won't work. The second week we'll struggle. But within the third week, I, I bet you will be all right. We'll be fine. Yeah, we'll be fine. You, you know, we, we, we started a church when, when I, I used to be the only person there. So I caught four of the brothers. Then I'll teach them. One, 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 four, 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 five, 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 one, one, one. Then today we are singing the song. Four, four, four. So you see them, you see the guys, all of them. They don't lift their head just in case they get confused. Wah, 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 wah. So you see that the song is here and they are also here, but it's okay. The, the muse, the background noise is fine. Then the drama, kum, 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 cha, kum, 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 cha, kum, kum. He won't lift up his head to look in case he makes a mistake. But it was working. We're having church. We should pay you. Pastor, uh, yeah, I won't pay you. Go away. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? As a principal, we don't pay. And we won't pay. We haven't been paying all these years and we will not start now. Oh, somebody put your hands together for me. How many have been blessed so far? I don't know how, what number I got to. Hey, I have, I have 25, so I don't know what I'm going to do with the 